man, nobody ever seems to want to listen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Next Generation Saints. I'm your host, Nick Coons. So I got a few things to talk about today with you, and I know it's been a little while since I've said anything. Truth be told, I was mostly doing video um, video podcasting onto YouTube. So if you're actually interested at all in listening to this, whether wherever you come from, go to YouTube, type in Next Generation Saints. Three different words. Go ahead and take a look. It actually made a couple episodes. You get to see my extremely beautiful face on YouTube. <laughs> and get to hear me kind of rant away on certain things. So, diving into this really fast. I was thinking, because I was looking at my podcast, and I'm looking at what's happening. I'm on Anchor.fm, and they usually tell me exactly what's kind of happening. I recognized one particular thing while looking at Anchor and while looking over at YouTube. And maybe you've noticed this if you are a person who's trying to help out in ministry. Does it ever seem like no one ever cares? Like, at all? It's interesting, because I was looking at the Bible, and, and, you know, I got a little, like, I had my moment of reading it where Jesus says that, you know, the path to destruction is extremely wide and many people fall into this path and have perished, but very narrow and very small is the door that leads to eternal life. And not many people find it. I'm like, that's horrible. What the heck? And through my experience of doing this ministry podcast, I've learned just how much it is, how much that is actually correct. It's interesting. I, I run into people who are atheists, who are uh, Hindu, who are all sorts of different people from all sorts of different backgrounds, and the same recurring question keeps popping up. Why does a good God send people to hell? Well, I kind of got this interesting perspective today, and I wanted to share it with you. God's not sending you to hell, and, and mostly I look and go, I don't think people really care so much about the gospel message anymore. They really don't. It's people love living their lives the way they're living it. That's how they are. <clears throat> Excuse me. They love to drink as much as they want, have sex outside of marriage as much as they want, smoke as much pot as they want, live their life any way they want. They want to be on the stock market and just make tons of money. God is the last thing. The gospel message is the last thing on their mind. In fact, they love living life their own particular way, and they don't want to leave it. It isn't until they face the idea of hell, fire, and brimstone that they come, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, why didn't anyone tell me about God? I never knew. Are you sure you never knew? It's kind of like that. It's kind of like when I was in band in high school and um, there was a kid who did something bad, right? And my band instructor, uh, Mr. Doherty, actually found out about it, right? And he And I remember he said something very important that stuck with me for a very long time. He turned to the kid who did this stupid thing and said, okay, are you sorry because you did it or are you sorry because you got caught? And it brings up in something interesting. Are you sorry that you actually did something and living your own life? Or are you just sorry that, you know, now that you're at the end of the line and finally, oh, crud, I'm going to have to face this. Oh, my gosh, someone told me. Kind of like you kind of deserve it at that end. I'm sorry. I had to say that. It's kind of like it's deserved. What did you expect? I worked maintenance in an apartment complex building. And at this maintenance job, at one of my job descriptions is I need to open up the trash, the giant trash containers that the waste management company come, brings along and throw and open up so people can throw their garbage into the trash can, right? Now, it's not impossible to open this garbage trash can. You just lift the lid. And I know people are like, oh, it's messy. Why not? What gets me, 
get, what totally gets me is I show up to these trash containers and there's trash just, even when they're open, wide open, people leave their garbage there. And every single day when I have to do this, I go, why do I even bother being the adult and picking up people's garbage and throwing it into a trash bin that was so easy just to go in? Why should I do this? And finally, the next thought came in <clears throat> after the frustration of that. Why not just let people live in their own filth? You obviously don't care enough to throw your garbage to the garbage can. You don't care enough in your life to do what you need to do. And then they come and complain to me and to the front desk about how there's garbage in front of there. It's smelly. It's stinky. It's dirty. It's all these horrible things, right? And I can go, well, if you guys weren't pigs, this wouldn't happen. And that kind of led to the whole idea of the Bible and to where we're doing it. You know, well, our lives are so meaningless. Our lives are, we're having such a hard time. You know, what about, uh, what, you know, why why do I have that meaning? Well, you kind of deserved it. I tried to tell you the gospel. I tried to reach you. I tried to tell you about it. And you didn't care. You didn't take time to listen. You didn't take time to pay attention. You didn't take time to research. You didn't take time to read. You don't care. So when I come across this, I'm going, why shouldn't you just perish? Why not? Why should you be reached out to? You don't care. If you don't care about your eternal salvation, why should I give a care? You obviously don't give two flips. You obviously want to live life your own way or think, oh, this is stupid, another Christian channel. Oh, whatever, move on. That's how it's seen. That's how it's perceived. That's what it is. So look and go, why should we care? Apart from God putting a, a putting a... A love in my heart for Christian apologetics and to talk about these things. What's the point? What is the point? If you don't care, then why should I try? If you don't care, why should anyone try? We have a love to reach out for you, but I'm also at the point of going, I can recognize my human issue of saying, I don't care. Okay, if you don't want to care, then fine. Go perish. Go ahead. You'll end up in hell. That's on you. And I could see where someone would go, well, I didn't know about the gospel. Like at the end of the days when they're praying to God, like, oh my gosh, why did I end up in hell? Why did God do this to me? Well, it's your fault. Try to reach you, try to tell you, and you just blew it off and said, get the heck out of Dodge. I don't care anymore. I don't care. Hey, I'm, I'm sleeping around with a bunch of hot girls. I'm sleeping around with a bunch of hot guys. Hey. I don't really care. I got my own thing going on in life, okay? I don't want to be bothered with your Jesus message until the finally the end. Just like the garbage container. It's so stinky. Oh, it's disgusting. Look, look how terrible it is. And then in your life, it ends up the same way. Oh, look, it's horrible, meaningless. Why are people killing themselves? Why is all this evil? Oh, God, why? And I look at this, and it just drives me to the point I'm going, so I'm telling people, but no one wants to listen. So if that's the case, and you don't listen, that's fine, but you're going to end up going straight to hell. Simply put. Not because I want you to go there, not because this is what I'm saying, this is my will. I'm saying this is what Christ teaches. If you don't accept the Son of God, if you don't accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're not going to heaven. And there's certain people who are in the atheist community or out there, like a new age, who go, you know, well, 
I'm going to go to some good universal thingy. Magic- like atheism just believes you're just going to die and there's nothing left over. But New Age is like, well, I'm going to be somewhere else. You know, and it's going to be happy and like a nirvana. What are you smoking? Like, how do you get there? Well, we don't know, but it's just, it'll be okay. It just, I don't know. And at that point, I'm just kind of like, I try to reach out and then it's nobody cares. And I've reiterated this several times but I can't reiterate it enough. If you have no time to listen to Jesus Christ, you have no time to come and try to read the Bible or raising together or, or whatnot. If you have no time for Jesus, then you're not, then what the heck? It's like, you're going to, you, you know, we're going to end up separated from God for eternity. Plain and simple. You didn't care about God in this life. Why would you care about God? And that's the other thing that popped up, too. That was one of the things one of the residents even said to me. It's like, well, why would God send me to hell? And I go, well, he, he doesn't. But let's see. You lived your whole life without God. You don't want God in this life. What the heck makes you think you want God in the next life? You know, you already hate his Ten Commandments. You don't want to abide by them. You want to do things all your way. So why on earth, then, would you want to spend an eternity with a God that you already don't want to be around in this life. There you go. Now, I want to go ahead and switch topics really fast here. Switch gears. I talked about on YouTube, and if you haven't seen YouTube, I suggest you go see it. There was the um, Canada. There was, I'm pretty sure if you've been on TikTok or YouTube, Facebook or Instagram, you may have come across this. Um bureaucrats in Canada and the Canadian police showed up a couple of times to a couple of churches that I've been aware of. And I saw the video footage of this and they were shutting it down or trying to shut it down due to COVID. They brought armed police officers and even one point brought SWAT teams in. It was the time of the Passover, right? Very holy time in Christianity where they're celebrating the Passover and it's Easter, right? And these police and these bureaucrats show up and say, well, due to COVID restrictions here in Canada, you had to shut down. And these pastors I saw, and I think one of them may have been a priest. I'm not 100% sure. He looked like one, but he had like a ponytail. And I know priests don't have ponytails. So, you know, it, <laughs> I'm not sure which church this really was. But he said, you have no right to do this. We are protected under our parliament. We are protected under our, our certain rights, right? Their constitution, our parliament, of necessary, basically their government. It's like a constitution of the United States only imposing over in Canada. They don't have the same thing as us, but you get the idea. And he says, you swore an oath to protect it, and this is not acceptable. And I will call the police on you if you do not leave. And the police are already there. And it's like, no. But what I'm seeing here is absolute tyranny. A government imposing its will on a people who are simply there to worship God. They're not armed. They're not there harassing people. They're not burning things to the ground. They're not beating on people. They're not doing anything. They're going into a house of worship and singing praises to Jesus. That's all they're doing. They're having communion with each other. They're they're having fellowship with each other. And the police come and, and and these bureaucrats show up with armed officers, even with SWAT people, with police. I remember back in November, I was over in Sacramento seeing my in-laws because they live up in Sacramento. And, you know, my wife and I went up there. 
And I'm sitting in my father-in-law's, we call it the office, but it's really more like a second living room that he has all his computer stuff into. So it's kind of like a, like a hybrid. So anyways, he has a TV in there and we're sitting there watching this TV. And I remember seeing, you know, LA in, down in, down in Los Angeles, I think it was ABC seven news. We were watching that there looked, it almost looked like a drug bust had happened, right? The police were there in SWAT the uniforms are marching people out. They're all handcuffed, right? With zip ties, whatnot. And then sitting him down, I'm like, holy crud, there's been a, you know, this is probably a big drug deal bust. They count him. <clears throat> it wasn't until I read underneath it, church people arrested for breaking COVID laws. I'm sorry, what? You brought SWAT team to a church, <clears throat> excuse me, to a church where people are simply singing praises to Jesus Christ in fellowship because it broke COVID restriction guidelines. I'm sorry. Why do you need a SWAT team to go to arrest people who are unarmed, don't pose a threat to you, and are simply singing uh, songs and hymns? They're not drug dealers. They're not pimps. They're not gangbangers. They're not MS-13. They're Christians who are being peaceful. And you go in there with SWAT teams. And arrest them. You break their constitutional right to be able to worship because COVID restrictions. I'm sorry. COVID is not one of those things that breaks your constitutional rights. I know that over in Washington, I know Dr. Fauci and they go, well, you know, what if the virus spreads and someone gets sick? Oh, I'm sorry. What happened to my body, my choice? These people have the right, first of all, the fundamental right to worship. And the Constitution is not put on hold just because a virus from China is out. And second of all, you shouldn't be showing up with SWAT teams to a church. (laughs) This is ridiculous. And people are like, oh, tyranny's not coming here. We're not in tyranny. It's for safety and security. It reminds me of that phrase, I think it was Benjamin Franklin said, he who lives, oh, what was it? Oh my gosh. Those who are willing to sacrifice their liberty for security deserve neither and lose both. That is exactly what's happening right now. You want to exchange your security, your liberty for some measurement of security. And now the virus is starting to wane like crazy. Even Bill Maher, who I disagree with on 99% of the time, even he points at that. It's going away. There's no reason for these guidelines to remain in fact. The governor of Florida has lifted the guidelines completely. Texas lifting guidelines. Like, they're going outside and letting the sun and the wind do their thing, as Bill Maher would say. <clears throat> and I agree with him. But I'm looking at this going, this is no longer about the virus. And I've said this before. It is about the government trying to basically take over as tyrannical. And the church is where they're first striking. They're striking the church as hard as possible because the church owes more power than the government. And anyone in government who's afraid to lose power. I always put on Star Wars references because I love watching Star Wars. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. But it's interesting because Palpatine said to Anakin something very interesting. He says, all who gain power are afraid to lose it. I can't agree more. 100% 100% guarantee. I agree with this. I mean, listen to the executive branch of our own government. And now they're trying to crack down churches. We need to wake up. 
And what gets me is I made an episode of this on, on YouTube, but I'll kind of cap it off as simple as I can. This is called woke culture, wokeness in the church. Just let government do what they're going to do. Don't talk it out, preach it. No, just, just leave it alone. Don't talk politics in the pulpit. I go, well, okay, prepare to lose your church. Well, give unto Caesar what's Caesar's. Well, here's a big problem. I agree to follow what the government says to do. But the instant the government starts violating the law of God, the law, basically the law of man is imposing upon the, will, the law of God, then you are to not follow the law of man, you are to follow the law of God. So I'm like, when people will tell me, oh, well, you know, this woke crowd of let's just let these things happen, let's not do anything, or be pacifist, you know, don't, no, no, no violence, please. I look and go, truth be told, I'm a very peaceful person. I do not like violence. I do not condone violence for a large amount, for very many reasons. Like, I'd have to look very heavily into the circumstance in order for violence to be approved of. Like, if you're defending your life against an attacker, I agree. Use violence against them. I totally agree. Don't just sit there and, oh, just let them hit you in the face. I'd block them and deck them in the face and knock them down. I would do that. <laughs> now, would I sit there and pummel them as hard as I could until they're bleeding out of their mouth and not rendered unconscious? Most likely not. But would I knock them as hard as I could to the ground if they were attacking me or attacking my wife? Would I defend my wife and I's life? Yeah, I would. By any means, it really took. I think that's a rational thing for all of us to agree on. But if this government comes to your door and starts banging on it and saying, we're going to shut you down because blocking of COVID and they're disregarding your constitutional right, it is our right to stand up just like these churches did in Canada and say, get the heck off my land. Get the heck off this area. You're a Gestapo. You're Nazis. You're a fascist people. You are power hungry. You're trying to steal these things away. And I'm going, church in America, we got one thing Canada doesn't have, right, to bear arms. Now, you can hear this and go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he just said that. Oh, my Lord. He, he just he just said guns. <laughs> guns. Yes, the Second Amendment was written to stop a tyrannical government from taking over. This would be a tyrannical government coming to take over your First Amendment right to religious freedom and practice thereof. I'd say if they would have come in dressed like SWAT team in military gear, be dressed up just equally with firearms because it's about time our government fears us more than we fear the government. I had to say that. It had to come out. And with that in mind, if this continues going, and I think it will, I do, honest to God, believe that America is headed for a civil war or revolutionary war, depending on how you want to phrase it, but ultimately a violent war. Not just words and things being thrown out, but actual tyrannical war. And the church is going to be the first one attacked. The church is going to be the first is one that's going to be attacked heavily because the church has more power than the government has. Faith is stronger than the will of man. So with that in mind, I'm probably going to be monetized, demonetized and attacked for this, but I had to say what I had to what I had to say. So with that in mind, I do leave this. Like with every episode, we do have hope in Jesus Christ. From John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So with that in mind, guys, I'll talk to you soon. And until we meet again, may God richly bless you all, my dearly beloved.